Hey, howdy, hey, friends, and welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. My name is Glenn, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Landon and Colby. Today, we're launching Season 2 of Rope Droppers. We decided to take a break because we all had the opportunity to serve at a camp called Camp Fuego, which was an awesome experience, but now we are back and ready to roll. We're going to jump right into it. As Halloween decorations roll out across property, and there's a record-breaking heat wave, we wanted to take a moment to talk about the latest in Disney news and decide whether or not we're hopping on board with the decision that the company has made or if we're dropping them entirely. We're just going to hop right in to our first story, and it's a pretty big one. It is a big one, and let me just say, it is good to be back with the Rope Droppers community. Good to be back with you guys. Uh, feel blessed to be able to get on the mic again and just have a little fun talking about some Disney. So let's get right into it. First story, this is a big one. Bob Iger extends his contract to CEO till the end of 2026. All right, I'm back also. So whenever I see this, immediately my initial thought is, okay, Bob's my boy, but I'm not excited about this. Bob's been doing some questionable things lately and some things that I'm just like, okay, we can't give him slack on this just because he's done some good things in the past. It doesn't make up for what he's doing right now. So I'm going to drop this. I don't like this at all. What do you think, Colby? I'm, I'm going to hop on board. I like Bob Iger. I'm not saying he's perfect. I don't think he'll stick around for another contract. At least we'll have this stability for now as we look for a new successor. But um, I, I'm going to hop on board, like I said, just because I do think that there's a stability that he brings that is going to be good for the company. Agree with you, Colby, but I like Iger is probably my favorite CEO. That's only because his run was so elite. I think the issue with Disney CEOs, that's the same reason why Michael Eisner isn't my favorite CEO. They stay in office too long, and they end up doing something that like tarnishes their reputation and, and just wrecks them as a whole. I think Iger, as a CEO, he appears to care about the employees, at least on outward appearance and what we can see. He's a much better CEO than what we had before for that short interim. Uh, why I was so excited, whenever they announced like back almost a year ago that Iger was coming back because uh, it was going to be for such a short time and he was going to get an opportunity to pick a better CEO this time. And it makes me nervous. I, I agree that he offers a lot of stability. Where The Disney company has had a lot of flops at the box office. They're struggling a bit stock-wise. Have some turmoil that we're not going to get into here. I hope is is that he comes on for a few years. We know who the next CEO is, like within the next year and a half, and he has that opportunity to pour into them. Um, that's my hope. But if that doesn't happen, this story is absolutely a drop for me. I wish that maybe if he they would have extended into 2024, would have been on board. But this is such a long time. I love the guy, but he's got to stop at some point. I don't want him to ruin what he's done. Moving on from a story about a guy who we think should move on to a story of a guy that I'm so excited that's coming to Disney World. Uh, with the refurbishment of Haunted Mansion, it closed on August 1st, it's happening now, and the installation of the Hatbox Ghost has officially begun. Now, the refurbishment doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the Hatbox Ghost, it's just happening at the same time. But this, honestly, this whole story, the Hatbox being added, I know there's some questions as far as where he's being placed in the ride, being too early on the ride, but I'm just, I'm hyped that he's coming and that our Haunted Mansion is getting an update. It's so exciting for me. Dude, absolutely. I'm popping on board for this. I see a lot of negativity about Kim being in the endless hallway. And at first when I saw it, I was like, I'm not super thrilled about it. I like that it's different than Disneyland. So it's like specific to Walt Disney World. 
And honestly, I don't want to hate on it before I see it because I've wanted the Hatbox Go. So I want to see how it's done before I'm like, oh, this is bad. They announced that it was coming and they didn't cancel it. So we should give them their flowers for now. And if it ends up being horrible, which I just don't foresee it being, I don't mean, I know that's, I know it's early in the ride, but should that really affect your experience? Like, I just don't understand. I feel like they're complaining about it because they've been to Disneyland or they've seen the ride through and it does fit really well outside of the attic, which is where it is in Disneyland. Just because Disney didn't do exactly what you wanted, what if they have a perspective that they think is going to be more unique and better? I don't know. I want to hit on why it's been such an issue for people. So in the timeline of the ride, there's the scene where Madame Leota is teriorizing the ghosts. They weren't necessarily complaining that the Hatbox ghost was being put in the endless hallway, but they were just sad that it broke down the integrity of Madame Leota materializing the ghosts, which is a valid complaint, but also... My hope is that Disney figures out a way to explain it. And even if that's not right now, that within the coming years, that Disney will figure out a way that like, oh, this makes sense. No, I'm not super disappointed with it either. So here's my thoughts. I saw the Haunted Mansion movie. It's doing terribly in the box office, but I'm going to hype it up. I think it's great. And because of that movie, this gives me a new perspective for this. I'm not complaining about where he is either. I'm going to hop on board for it all. And I'm just excited for it. I loved the movie. Glenn, as a Haunted Mansion guy, you're a lot more into the Haunted Mansion than I am. But as far as like the lore and stuff like that and like the ghost materializing, do you think that's a really big deal? I'm torn. I'm like, a, I'm not a super negative person whenever it comes to Disney decisions, especially with additions and like things that were making the rides better. I don't necessarily agree, but I'm sympathetic to how they feel. I, I don't want to be negative about it. You're such a kind soul. Sometimes, whenever I want to be. But on this right here, I want to give the people who have an issue with this sympathy, but not the people who are saying this is going to ruin the ride. I don't agree with that. I have not seen the Haunted Mansion movie yet, but I, you know, I'll have to see how it plays out. I imagine it's not going to ruin the ride for me personally, though, no. I don't get how people can be upset that the Hatbox Ghost is being somewhere else here, while in Disneyland, the whole entire ride gets closed out in a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. And people don't mind that. I think we should just be grateful for what we get. All right, for our next story, Cincy is officially adding an attraction to Storybook Circus, and they're calling it the Elephants on Parade. Guys, once I read this, I was so excited to hear what specifically Colby's going to say about this. I think I want to let Colby take it away on this one. I, I really want to hear his thoughts. I've read the article a few times now. I can't even make out what it is. In the article, it says, Smellifits on Parade will be a family-friendly search-and-sniff adventure. A search and sniff adventure. Oh my gosh. It's Storybook Circus presented by Sense, the original, the official home fragrance of Walt Disney World. And Sensi's a great brand. Um, I like Sensi. This isn't bashing them, but I just don't understand what it is. Like, it is intentionally vague, but I wonder why. I just. Okay, so you read this article. And you can't make out anything that it's actually going to be. Also, you go to the concept art, and it really is just the facade of Dumbo. There's nothing there except for a golden Dumbo, like a golden elephant. I wonder if it's going to be so like how they had the Harry the Platypus adventure in World Showcase or whatever for a long time. It was impossible for a little bit, but how you would go around and find it. Yeah, I mean, and she was going to be like that. Cool. Yeah, I mean, is that area big enough to support that, really? The truth is it could be anything. It literally could be anything because all they said is parentheses, an interactive experience. 
I don't want to say I'm hopping on board. I don't necessarily want to say I'm dropping. I don't know. I'm just not ready to say anything yet. I'll say something. They're putting money where money doesn't need to go. I'm going to drop it. This place sucks. Okay. That's fair. Except the, fair. Except the pin board. The pin board in Storybook is great. Yeah, it is. Often because no one goes back there, so it never gets touched. Right. Exactly. Now, I, I, I know article again because it's so funny. Concept art shows an elephant statue near the double attraction. Literally, you scroll down to the concept art. It is a golden elephant with light on it. Like you're I think like that's popcorn. Yeah, it's popcorn. like a shrine of some sort. It's an idol. Yeah, that's all oh, serious. Well, uh, right, right, right it okay. That's literally <laughs> what it seems like. We're not going in the right direction. My man said we're going to search and sniff. Like, search just, and sniff. It, it's, okay, it's such a funny tagline. Disney, like, I would have rather them just not have announced this and it just showed up one day. Uh, no, for real. This, this, was, <laughs> this is a much better surprise than it is, hey, look at this interactive experience we're bringing. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I agree with Landon that Disney really shouldn't be pouring money into this area. If it's going to stay, I'm glad they found a sponsor for it. So that way it's going to be maintained and taken care of. But and let me tell you, I I could do without any sponsorships back here. The crane company, the local crane company in Orlando needs to sponsor this area. <laughs> that That's what needs to happen. Uh, maybe in partnership with some like concrete bags. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Something needs to happen. Something needs to change. Search- yeah, I don't know. We're going to search and sniff on into the next segment of the show. It's actually <laughs> amazing transition. <laughs> this is the newest segment of our show called One Star Wonders. So basically, I'm going to pick a, a ride show or attraction and pick a few one-star reviews, some funny, a couple serious, and Colby and Landon are going to have to guess. Colby and Landon have no idea what these one-star reviews say, but we're going to jump right in to a very vague one. Waited over three hours for this ride. Three hours, which is a pretty standard wait time for this ride. And the ride shut down once I got to the front of the line. I know what it is. Okay, I have I have another one for you. Mm. Rise. It has to be Rise, right? It has to be. Nah, we'll, we'll keep going then. We'll keep going. When I say I fell, I mean I fell fast. The ride was broken and they still let people ride it. Obviously, it's not supposed to randomly fall. They need to fix it and not let riders on until it's fixed. Randomly falls? I'm going to say, I'm going to go out of limb here. I'm going to say Aladdin's Magic Carpets. It can't be Tower of Terror, right? It can't be. Because that would just be, like, too stupid. I'm going to say, I'm going to just say Flooded Passage. I know that, like, okay. Nope. Dirty Hotel. The hotel staff really needs to keep this place clean. It's a health hazard. <laughs> there is dust and cobwebs everywhere. It needs some electrical work, and the elevator is broken. Didn't even take me to my room. All right, that's so amazing. This has to be Carousel of Progress. Yeah, obviously it's Carousel of Progress for sure. Yeah, the Tower of Terror is the ride this week, guys. Let me tell you, the amount of reviews that are like in the same vein as that, so funny. So funny. I have one more review from a different ride completely. This one is vague intentionally. This ride is very overrated. Super generic. Uh, I waited over an hour. Uh, do other rides in the park or just go to Universal Studios and ride Men in Black if you want a better shooting ride. There are much better rides to do at Hollywood Studios, but if you're going to wait that long, you might as well take the drive over to Universal and do something else. There's no way they're talking about Toy Story Mania. There's no way. Did whoever wrote this Stop it. Get some help. This is horrible. 
What do you think? What do you think? It's is that your guess? It's gotta be. I was appalled. Some of these reviews, a lot of them are like, a lot of the negative ones are so funny. But some of these reviews are just a little out of pocket. Uh, no, but that one was my favorite that I found. And yes, it is Toy Story Mania. I'm very excited for this draft. We're going the movie route this week, but more specifically, we will be drafting the top five Pixar movies. Starting off with the first pick, Colby, take it away. All right, so there's a few movies I really want to take number one. I was born in 1996, okay? I know that's a super fun time ago. And my movie, when I was a kid, when I was like a baby, when I was a toddler, came out in 1995, and that was Toy Story. And that's like a special movie for me. That's a special movie for me. I have to pick Toy Story. Hey, that was probably what I was going to take, but I have to go the different direction now. I think this one's safe from Glenn, but it may not be, but I'm still going to draft it. I really love this movie. I can watch it time and time again, and I'll still be locked in every time. Ratatouille. Mm, that's a good pick. Would have been safe for me, but I do think that it is an elite one. Obviously, I'm going to take one that's going to be gone next round. I'm going to take the good dinosaur right now. Uh, Bruh, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to do it at least once every week. <laughs> no, I'm going to take probably what it will be the first sequel off of this list to go. I am taking Monsters University. Bruh, dude, that was my next pick. I can't believe this. I know. I really wanted to draft it later, but I, I really wanted this one. Monsters University was probably the first movie that I remember as a teenager loving. Obviously, I'm a big Disney person, but I love Monsters University. That's why it's my first round pick. All right, so in 2003, I was six, and I remember very vividly going to see Monsters, Inc. in the theater. And so I got to take Monsters, Inc. Um, I love Mike Wazowski. He's probably my favorite character. One of my favorite characters, like top five. He's just so funny. So I got to take Monsters, Inc. This movie will always have special memories for me. All right. For mine, I'm trying to decide between two right now, and I think they're both considered powerhouses in my head at least. But I'm going to go with the this one. I'm going to go Cars. No. You can't miss them. Nick. You can't admit. Okay, so I have a story about cars. So at camp, uh, sometimes you stay up really late at camp. Just So in like our common area, our common space, we had this TV in there now. And it has a Roku and has Netflix and all this stuff. And so we put on, we had Disney Plus on all the time. And so it was like 2 a.m. one night and I was about to go to bed. Somebody puts on cars. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the first like 10 minutes of it. As I was watching it, bro. All these memories came back. I just started, I was locked in. I had to go to the bathroom at one point. And I didn't even get up. Like, I was so locked into this movie. Because Cars came out in 2006. I was 10. I you know, just really love that movie. But so good. Forget how few Pixar movies have actually been like flops. They have so many powerhouses that just go under the radar a lot of times. I have a list of all the Pixar movies here. And I'm looking at all the ones that I wouldn't draft. And it's less than a handful. I still need to see Elemental. I haven't seen it. I'm not saying much because I'll talk about it in a minute. But for now, I am actually going to take Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, like Toy Story, was one of those movies that was always on in my house. Whenever we got a DVD player, we had the big box set with all the bonus features. So for my second round pick, I'm picking Finding Nemo. I think it's just an elite pick. Finding Nemo the musical has had a viral clip going around uh, right now. Where's my dad? That sound bit's going around right now. Oh, 
I don't know. It's it reminded me of it, and I watched it last night. So love it. All right, so I'm a music guy. Um, I'm always singing, and when I saw this movie, it really impacted me. Uh, the story is honestly really, really unique, and uh, I gotta go, Coco, just because. <laughs> The music is just so special in that movie, and I really do think that they did such a wonderful job, like, visually. It's just a beautiful film, and the story is really good. Such a crazy twist at the end. I could watch that movie anytime. It's one of those movies that, even though it's an animated movie, I think it, like, has a lot of actual real-life, I don't know, like, themes. I don't know. It's just a really good movie. That was going to be my next pick, but I knew it wouldn't fall to me, but great pick. Uh, all right, for my next one, I'm picking Up. I can always watch mm-hmm. this movie as well. Carl and Ellie forever. There's a Pixar short on Disney Plus right now where Carl goes on a date. Really good. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. I haven't seen that. I have to watch it. Pretty good. It's it's pretty short. It made Sarah cry. I'm recommending it to everyone because it's that good. But man, this is tough. Usually it gets easier because I don't have that many choices in the later rounds. I still feel like there's some stacked movies out here. So for me, I am going to take Brave. I think Brave is super underrated as a Pixar movie. All right, story time. But first off, great pick. Brave is a great movie. It's going to be my fifth pick. Thank you. Thank you. No one else took it. But for Brave, every time I was sweeping outside at Contemporary on Sunday nights, they would have that huge movie screen up, and it always on Sundays had Brave, and I would always vibe to the music that they played. So I grew a new love for it. It was always on whenever I was a kid because of my sisters. But I grew a new love for it because of the music. It was very entertaining when I was taking trash out. Great pick. I, th- well, I re- Why I rewatched it recently was because we actually talked about the most underrepresented IPs in the parks. And that was on there. So I was like, man, I haven't seen this in a while. I need to. And it's just, it's phenomenal. It was the movie that like really popularized like the Pixar theory and all that. So... I, I love what this did for the community, and it's just a good movie. So I have not seen this since I saw it in theaters. So y'all are making me want to go watch it again. Still? Um, no, I, I, I really haven't. I have not watched it. It's crazy. I want to, but I just haven't. Actually, with Inside Out, too. It's a good movie. I liked Inside Out a, a lot, but I haven't seen it in so long. This is tough, but I think I'm going to take Toy Story 2. Ooh, I just, I have to, yeah, like I have to double dip. I almost took Incredibles. I like both Incredibles a lot. So if either Incredibles falls to me, I'll probably take it. But I want to lock up Toy Story 2. This is like a really special movie. This came out in 1999. So I was three. And I just really remember this movie really well as a youngster. And I got to take Toy Story 2. Definitely just a really special movie for me. Yeah. I actually almost took it second overall. (laughs) <laughs> wow, Toy Story one. Yeah, I almost went. I, yeah, I almost went Toy Story, then Toy Story two. I was about to say Toy Story two right before I said Coco, but I was like, I, I want to get some more. I want to get some different movies in there. Diversify but, your list. Yeah, but I gotta take Toy Story two. It's just such it's a great good. movie. It's good. And if you pick Toy Story three next, I wouldn't even be as upset with you. It's a, it's a fantastic trilogy. Yeah, I was gonna probably pick that next pick of mine. Probably. Maybe a year and a half ago, up to a year and a half ago, I would have said this movie is terrible. I would have not enjoyed it. I would have dogged on this movie. But today we're drafting it and praising it because my eyes were changed and I enjoyed this movie a lot. Wally. No. Oh, that was my sleeper pick, dude. Y'all really like it. Wally, bro. I, 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 honestly, I don't like it. 
rewatch it with Reagan. You'll like it more. I do have a girlfriend now, audience. They, yeah, so they just lost so many listeners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I can't wait for the retention to be 20 minutes this episode. <laughs> no, but that's good. I, I do Wally. I think Wally's a really good movie. Notice how nobody's picking Bugs Life, which is crazy to me, but nobody's picking Bugs Life this round either because I'm not drafting that. I'm going to be drafting a movie that I think is instantly rated. I'm not touching the first Incredibles. I'm taking Incredibles 2. Just because I think it took what the original did and improved it. It just made it, it was like a really good movie. Again, I think Incredibles is a fantastic movie, but in the order that I like them, it goes Incredibles 2, Incredibles 1. And Incredibles 2 are my fourth round pick. If I were to pick one of those, I think that's the one I would have picked. I was kind of split, so that's why I was avoiding them. But that seems like the right choice. Hey, I'm happy to take Incredibles 1. So... <laughs> I'm pretty sure this came out in 2004. I don't know for sure, but I remember seeing this in theaters and such an awesome movie. Also played the GameCube game of this. I was eight years old. So as you can see, a lot of this is based off nostalgia for me, but these also, these movies hold up. I'll take The Incredibles. I played the crap out of that GameCube game too. All right, I was gonna, I was gonna pick Inside Out. But you know what? I'm gonna double dip. <laughs> and I'm taking the best cars too. No, I'm taking no, really, dude. Why? Okay, here's why I'm taking it. I don't like cars too. For probably two years either. of my life straight, it was on the TV in our suburban, and I fell in love with this movie. I love the adventure. I know it's so random, and I don't know what Pixar was thinking making this movie, being like, "Oh, let's go from this inspiring st- small town story to oh." Let's make Lightning McQueen. It, it legitimately, it couldn't be more different. And there's it's some insane. beauty in that. There's some beauty in that. It's like, hey, we're going to make a movie that's completely different. Not even close to what the first one was. It's literally, you can't hold it next to each other and be like, these are the same franchise. They're just the same characters. It's so different. It's unbelievably different. But I think that's why I'm taking I like it. I just didn't like that Mater was the main character. I just don't think that he has a lot of star power. I think he's he's the perfect backup character because he's just like a one-trick pony. Am I Larry, Larry the Cable Guy? Shout out. I've never, I was never a big Mater <laughs> guy. I, I just like, and I just never, like, I was a Lied McQueen guy. Like, I I, I love Lied McQueen. Like, why does that make you know? sense? Why does this conversation make more sense? I think that. <laughs> but then I didn't really like, I, so I liked Cars 3. But I didn't love Cars 3 because, dude, because Light of Cars 3 like world's better than Cars 2. Yeah, I do too. But I didn't. the reason I didn't like Cars 3 is because Light McQueen was so, like, deteriorated. And he wasn't, like, strong anymore. Dude, honestly, they should have made Cars 2 and just had Light McQueen dominate. Like, literally just win everything. And I would have loved that. I No, in Cars 3, it wasn't that. It was a sub Cars Cars 3, him just dominating. And you get to see oh. his dominance. I would absolutely love that. That's what I want to see. I would like the hero in Cars 2 is Flint McMissile. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with your list now. I was I like your list. Two? <laughs> you literally went up Wally Cars 2. Sure. I, I think elite, your list elite, is elite. Uh, mid. Elite. Uh, very mid is your last pick. Honestly, bro, up yeah. is not elite. Up, up is not elite. That's I like up a lot. Take. Yeah, I think not. That's not his only bad take, but that's just the whole. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, up is up is like B tier. It's not elite. That, there's a there reason even, it's a third pick. Wally, is, I think Wally's really good. I I think Wally's, Wally's probably my 
Wall is probably my least favorite Pixar movie. I want to say that again with, with Cars 2 and all, like, with the good dinosaur, Lightyear, all these, like... So, Lightyear was so bad. Okay, I was so Listen, Lightyear was so bad. Yeah, was so bad. And I liked it, too. I didn't like it as a Pixar movie. No, I didn't Lightyear. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say Wally's the worst movie. Honestly, Anybody. looking at the list... Dude, Pixar has put out some bad movies lately. Just Please. movies that haven't gone well. So I liked Onward. People didn't like Onward, though. And then I liked Soul a lot, actually. And I almost picked yeah. Soul in our draft. But there's just so many classics. Soul's really good. But people really didn't like Great. it that much either. I, you don't like Luca, but I like Luca. Luca's a pretty good movie. I didn't like Luca, but it's not to say that it's a bad movie. But it didn't do well. Turning Red didn't do well. Lightyear didn't do well. I think Elemental is like the first movie that's like doing better. Okay, okay. Not even good. Right, like, for example, like we're a Disney podcast and two out of three of us have not seen it. Here at Dis- Disney Die Hard. Yeah, I'll probably watch Elemental at some point, but I just didn't. Like at the time, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind. Let, let's so. get into it a little bit more, but I'm going to wrap up my list and then we can keep going. I'm picking Elemental as my last, as my fifth round pick. I do I think it's really good. I think. Of the, like, past five movies that Disney puts out, not including Elemental, I think only two of them hit home, like, for everyone. And this is one of those that's just phenomenal. And, like, it's a personal story for the director, and I think that's where Pixar stands out, is the fact that it takes stories from real-life people and turns them into something even more beautiful. Yeah, no, but I agree with you, Colby, that Pixar has been putting out some (laughs) mid-movies, but I love a lot of them, but the box office as a whole. Is just struggling, so it's not a good time to be a Pixar fan. Yeah, I need to see it soon, but as of now, I can't speak on it. I, I think I'm going to like it, but is it like Inside Out? No, you would think it is. It's okay. very different. It's own entity, which is what it should be. Uh, I don't know. I think the issue is, is Disney was making a lot of unnecessary movies. I think Turning Red hit home for a lot of people, just not for me personally. But Lightyear and Onward were just very niche movies. Not necessarily for everyone, but I think Onward was the start because it came out right whenever COVID hit. So I think Onward was the start of the Pixar downfall, um, which stinks to think about. Oh, really good draft so far. Let's go ahead and let's recap and then we can keep talking about it. Colby, what is your list? So I took Toy Story first overall, then I got Monsters, Inc., Coco, Toy Story 2, and Incredibles. And I drafted Ratatouille, Cars, Up. Wally and Cars 2. And then I took Monsters University, Finding Nemo, Brave, Incredibles 2, and Elemental. Some honorable mentions for me, honestly, would be I think Finding Dory's a good movie, and I think that Onward is great. I think both of those deserve some love. And Toy Story 3, man, it's crazy that didn't get drafted. That's a great movie, but it ages really well. I, I like Pixar a lot. I think Pixar puts out a lot of good movies. I am a little scared that they're going to have them flops, though. Man, I commend them for trying new things, though, other than Lightyear. When I really think about Lightyear, I just get upset because there's no reason to do it. But I like how they tried to do unique movies from Onward, Soul, Luca, Turning Red, Elemental, because that's, like, where the bread and butter is. And, of course, as fans, we do like sequels and prequels and stuff like that. But they need to be stay spaced out better. I think the fact that there was a 13-year gap in between Finding Nemo and Finding Dory just made us like the movie even more. Same with, like, Incredibles right. too. The fact that there was such a long gap, people were asking for it. No, yeah. totally. But if you look at, like, 
they did Finding Dory, and then they did Cars 3 right after. They did Incredibles 2, then they did Toy Story 4 right after. It's kind of yeah. weird. I would like if they spaced it out better, like you said. They did Toy Story 3, then they did Cars 2 right after. They do them in bunches for whatever reason. It's just like the direction that like the CEOs are pushing for. But to their credit, the last six movies that they've done, five of them have been original. But the originals have also been flopping, which stinks. Luca didn't do well, and like Soul did okay, and Turning Red didn't do great. I like Luca. I watched that the other day. I do too. It's pretty good. I didn't see it in theaters, though. I waited until it came out on Disney+. Plus. The only one that I'm like, of Pixar's Elite 6, the first six movies that they put out, Bugs Life is on mid. I like Flick, but man. My buddy Treese looks so much like Flick. It's so funny. It's not a compliment. Like, is it? <laughs> not a... No, Treese is like legit. He's one of the best guys like I know. He look. He just his demeanor and his like look is so much like Flick, and we used to call him Flick. Man, all right. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the next segment. I, I like the draft. I think doing five for the Pixar movies because there are so many good ones. We even there are more that we didn't even hit on. Let's go ahead and jump on in to not the final segment of the show like usual. We have another one after this, but to the Disney trivia showdown. Alrighty, so this is the part of the show where. Obviously, we have a Disney podcast. We all claim to be semi-Disney experts. Part of the show is to prove who's not. For my question, guys, you ready? Yes. Let's hear it. Whenever people talk about Disney history, they talk a lot about Snow White being the very first movie that Disney ever put out. And I think it did a lot for the company. Uh, But being said, we're going to jump forward a few movies. And I want to ask you, what was Disney's third ever movie that they put out? Third? Third movie that they put out. Okay, so there was Snow White first, and then I want to say Pinocchio was second. Pinocchio was second. Yeah, that's right. And then, so we're talking like 19... 1940. We'll give you the year. 1940? 1940. That came out the same year as Pinocchio. I'm for, is it Dumbo? It's not Dumbo. Is it Dumbo? 1941? Dumbo is in, Dumbo's in 1941, yeah. Yeah, so the reason I guess that is because Dumbo was supposed to be on the cover of Time Magazine, but Pearl Harbor happened, so they put Pearl mm-hmm. Harbor on it instead. So I thought that maybe it was, like, close enough to, like, 1940, but, yeah. And do you got to guess? Old Yeller. Old Yeller. No, it's not. It's, a, it's an animated one. Oh, okay. That threw me off then. Say an animated. Is it a princess? Not a princess. A little out of pocket. I really don't know. So I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. It is Fantasia. Uh, is the third movie that Disney ever put out, and it nearly bankrupted the studio because of how much money Walt poured into it. Awesome. He just wanted to innovate the same way he did for Snow White, and it did. Disney took a lot of risks back in the early days as far as those movies. But I was looking at the fourth movie that Disney has ever put out. I've never even heard of. It's called uh, Reluctant Dragon. Y'all ever heard of that movie? Yes, I know. I've heard. Never seen. I've never like heard of it. I've seen the. Looked it up, and I've seen the concept art or the art for it, but I've never. It's not even mentioned in the like realm of Disney classics. That's interesting. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, mine is. I think you're gonna get it, like off the bat, Glenn. But we'll see. Exciting. What is the name of Nemo's mother? Do you know it? If you don't, we'll move to, or if you do, we'll move to. Marlin and uh, 
Man, is it like Patricia? <laughs> Just kidding. I honestly have no idea. We'll say her name is Donnie. It's very fitting for the, it's very fitting for the ocean. It is. You know it. Yeah. Pearl. Pearl. Mm-hmm. Nope. Clowny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's coral, right? Ah, oh, dang, that was so obvious. I it's have good. a Finding Nemo question too. Ooh, Zabrowski. Oh no, a hundred and fifty. That's right. He's hundred fifty. It's an iconic number. I was gonna get. I I thought I don't know why, but my brain went to hundred and fifty-two for some reason, and I was like, that doesn't. I have a confession. I I was deciding between three questions to ask, and that was the third one. It's your other one. I didn't know before though. It was gonna be what Disney ride is at every park. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. I think it's the carousel. It's the carousel or the teacups. It is Dumbo. Dumbo. Bro, really? That's really? A ride. Why do they put that everywhere? <laughs> there's literally no. There's a actually, actually no reason to do that. That stupid ride, man. Well, before we wrap up the show, we're gonna for those of you who listen to on Spotify or anywhere else, we're gonna cut here for a Patreon-exclusive portion of the show. You sign up for our Patreon and start doing a Patreon-exclusive section called Extra Magic Hours, and there are a whole bunch of other benefits you get. Uh, so if you want to check out the link down in the description below, you'll see that. This has been super fun to be back. It's great to be back. We are here on Fridays every morning at 10 a.m. So we'll see you next Friday. If you want to check us out on Instagram or anywhere like that, you can check us out at The Rope Droppers Podcast. You can find me at Imagineer Glenn. Landon at Disneyland and B and Colby at Colby Trades Pits. It's been super duper fun. It was great being back with the boys. My name is Glitt. My name is Landon. And I'm Colby. And this has been the Rope Droppers Podcast. We'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye.